Welcome everyone to BG Mania, a video game music podcast found on Level Down Games that's posted every Wednesday on iTunes and Google Play. I'm Brian, joined as always by the lovable luchador, El Francaro. Hey guys. So today we are actually going to do something different. We've done themed episodes. We have Radio Hour, which is an eclectic mix of tracks. We've done showcase episodes where we talk about uh, a particular game and play songs just from that game. Today, I just mentioned it, I kind of gave it away. This is our very first ever Spotlight episode, where we're going to highlight a particular composer. And if you listened to last week's episode at the end there, you already know who I'm talking about. We are going to be discussing the works of the legendary composer, Tommy Tallarico. Yay, Tommy! (laughs) Uh, So, the opening track there that you heard was my first pick for this episode. It's from The Bard's Tale, which is a 2004 game on PlayStation 2, Xbox. Um, It eventually would release on PC, Steam, iOS, Android, everywhere, pretty much. I think it's even on PS4 now. (laughs) Um, But uh, that track is called Here's to the Bard, which is also considered the main theme of of the game. And uh, the Bard's Tale is a great game, man. It's an action RPG, so it's it's kind of like that Suedo top-down, but not exactly top-down. It's like the over-the-shoulder style. Um, yeah. They're making a new Bard's Tale, too. Um, I think it's uh, the Bard's Tale 4. It was actually on Kickstarter. It did really well. Uh, I forget who's making it, but um, I'm excited for that. But instead of talking a lot about the games for these episodes when we do spotlights, I want to kind of focus more on the composer. Uh, so I want to talk more about Tommy and, um, we're just going to give some basic facts on his life and, and things that he's done. So Tommy Tallarico was born February 18th, 1968, uh, in Springfield, Massachusetts, but obviously he is a, an American video game music composer. He is also a renowned musician. He even has, um, a band himself. Uh, he does video games live and have you seen this? Have you seen a video games live concert before? I have. In fact, uh, not only is he a musician, you know he has a famous musician cousin, right? Does he? He's first cousins with uh, Steven Tyler of Aerosmith. I actually didn't know that. That's El Francaro brings you El Francaro facts. That's actually pretty cool. I actually did not know that. Um, wow, really cool. Um, I myself have not been able to get out to a video games live show um, and it's on my bucket list I really want to go obviously I've talked about this many times I've seen Final Fantasy Distant Worlds and Final Fantasy A New World um, but I still haven't been able to catch a video games live performance and I still haven't been able to catch a Symphony of the Goddess performance even though that was just here in Cleveland um, last weekend but I wasn't able to go due to work so We'll get you to one of them eventually. I do want to go. I, I'm six. I'm excited. Um, but we'll save some more facts for other in-between songs because we each came equipped with seven songs for this episode. So we definitely need some stuff to talk about in between. So we're going to move on to your first pick for this episode. Before I give my first pick, I actually had a little Elfrin Carol fact prepared for the Bard's Tale. And I just want to give it to you guys. It's a short one. Okay. Quick. Okay. Okay. Uh, so on the actual disc version, so PS2, Xbox, P- and PC, mm-hmm. there's a line on it that says, for a really disturbing image, flip the disc over. Mm-hmm. So when you flip the disc over, it's a mirror. So Of course, you, yourself. See, you see yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I'm sure when you did that, you probably died. I was, I fell in love instantly. I was like, who is this gorgeous being? And then you realized it was in yourself. A, in, a, in, in a mask. Um, so for my first <laughs> track... <laughs> Uh, I'm going to take you back to 
a great game. Okay. A wonderful game. Okay. A game that's, well, I played so many hours in, and if you tried to cheat, well, he'd call you a cheater. Okay. This is Use Your Head from Earthworm Jim.
And that was uh, Use Your Head from Earthworm Jim. That's the song you hear when you enter Buttville. <laughs> this is yeah. such a good series. Obviously, Earthworm Jim and Earthworm Jim 2. Uh, there was an HD release, I think, on PS3 back in yes. the late 2000s. Um, I really wish we'd get a new Earthworm Jim. It's never going to happen, but it's I really wish we could. I, I, would, I would love like, an Earthworm Jim Prime. Yeah. Well, first of all, Shiny Entertainment, the studio that developed the game, closed in um, 2007. Well, they didn't. They shuttered, but they merged with the collective and they created uh, Double Helix games. Okay. Who. Um, Man, it looks like their last game was in 2014. UFOs love cows. I have a genius idea. Hmm. Microsoft, buy them. Mm. Earthworm Jim exclusive. Yeah, go back and listen to uh, our max level discussion on Microsoft Studios. I didn't even. I, I mean, I really, I didn't realize that Double Helix was the former Earthworm Jim guys when I was looking through developers that were a potential purchase. But um, yeah. So, do you have some more uh, Talarico facts, or would you like me to go ahead and bring one in here? If you have one, go ahead. All right, so um, so Tommy Tallarico, he moved to California because he wanted to become he wanted he wanted into the video game industry. So yeah. he's actually, um, as many people do when they they chase their dreams, he became homeless. Sure. He, he actually lived under the pier, and he, he took a job at the Guitar Center. Okay. And on his first day there, he was actually wearing a Turbo Graphics T-shirt. <laughs> nice. And as fate, as kismet would happen, mm-hmm. he caught the guy of somebody who worked at Virgin. Which is where and he they, spent the majority of his career, <laughs> and, they, and they gave him a job. Yeah, become one of the, one of their uh, first playtesters. Yeah, which is where, like I said, that he spent the majority of his career with Virgin. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Virgin is what we know him for. It's it's it's, it's the the bulk of his career, and mm-hmm. all because like I say, he chased his dream, and he just so happened to be wearing a Turbo Graphics T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Like, how cool is that? Like, it just, I love how the universe just finds a way. Yeah, that's really, really, really cool. Um. I know it's crazy. He's worked on like 300 plus games for for the yeah. for the industry. Um, there were so many games to pick through when we were trying to find tracks to show to do for this episode, and so many epic stuff, man. Like I wanted to pick so. In fact, there's um, there's there's a there's a game I have later on that because I just couldn't pick one song, we're actually going to do an entire bonus episode on the game. And you, you totally agree to it because I think it's one of Tommy Tallarico's best soundtracks he's ever done. I was going to pick a track from that song. Brian goes, if you pick one, I'm not going to do the bonus episode. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to pick that episode. <laughs> well, because <laughs> Cause I want, cause I, cause I, cause the, sound, the oh. soundtrack is really small. There's only, I think, eight or nine tracks total for the soundtrack. So I took one. If you took another, that would have left six songs. And I mean, the bonus episode would have been like 15, 20 minutes at that point. Um, so it wouldn't have made sense. Like we would have just picked the songs and put them in radio hours in the future. But, um, I'm glad that you kind of steered away. And it's actually funny because we have 14 songs for this episode and 14 different games. So we didn't, yeah. we didn't pick a song. No, 13, no, 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 13, no, no. 13. We actually, we, we actually did match on one. We actually on one. did overlap on one game, which we'll get to in, in a little bit. Although Brian wants to change his track to something from Metroid Prime. He can definitely do that. I don't think he worked on Metroid Prime. Sure, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> We're going to move on to my second choice. This is from a game... Since you just went retro with Earthworm Jim, I'm going to go retro here as well, but I guess every game that Tommy Tallarico has really been associated with, for the most part, is retro. There are a few newer stuff here and there. But I'm going to go to another great game. Another one of your favorites. This is from Disney's Aladdin. 
Agraba Market. was Agrabah Market from Disney's Aladdin. Oh yeah. I pulled that magic carpet out from underneath your feet on this one. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew that this is one of your favorite games. It really is. And I mean, You already got to pick a track from it on our very first episode of Radio Hour, so I, I, I snatched it for this one. Yeah, absolutely. And this, this is a great song. Like I said, this mm-hmm. It's original, yet it definitely has the Prince Ali in there. Of course. Performed by the late, great Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. May he rest in peace. I'm, uh, I'm fairly confident to say that it's probably not the last you're going to hear of that game on this on this show either. No, I mean... We're probably going to end up doing the whole soundtrack through other epi- like, uh, themed episodes and other BG ma- or uh, radio I was hours. Say, so eventually, I would think we might have to just do like a Disney series. Well... I mean, there is there is a particular episode in February where I think one of those tracks might fit in. Oh, true, true. Because <laughs> we do we do have stuff planned out that far in advance. <laughs> That's how far we go. But um, all right, what do I want to talk about with uh, with with Tommy Tellerico? How about some personal hobbies of his? So we know that he is very big into video games and music, obviously. But did you know that he is an avid baseball fan, and his favorite comic book hero is Spider-Man? Really? Mm-hmm. But not only that, 
there's one thing that he loves to collect. It's really weird. Balsamic vinegar. <laughs> Brian, let me tell you right now, you couldn't give me 10 guesses and balsamic vinegar would not be the thing I said. <laughs> um, oh, that's really cool. He's actually also a vegan. So there had to be, so, so there had to be something wrong with him. <laughs> and his dog is named Houdini. Aww. That's cute. That's, that's um, pretty cool. But yeah, just the whole collecting balsamic vinegar. That's uh, interesting. That's just a little weird. I uh, mean, because I know they sell it in like the little bottles, right? So maybe he just has like a bunch of bottles sitting around. So, so it looks like a mana potion shop from Final Fantasy. Okay. Can you imagine? That would be so cool. Like if behind me, there were just a bunch of like little bo- little potion bottles. Of, oh, man. That, that's a killer idea for a set right there. I like that we idea. Make, we can make that happen. Yeah. Start, collect, start collecting bottles of balsamic vinegar. We'll make it happen. And we just gotta we just gotta change the color of the vinegar to like blue oh. and red for health potions and mana potions. And we could do green for like restoring your stamina. Yellow for restoring you know speed or something. I don't know. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool indeed. But uh, what is your next pick? I almost feel like you're inside my head on this one. Because you had mentioned he's a avid Spider-Man fan. Mm. Didn't even put he two just, and two together, but cool. He actually worked on the Spider-Man game. He did. For N64 and PS1. <laughs> go figure, because it's his favorite superhero. And there you go. So I'm going to pick uh, what, in my opinion, is the best song from that whole soundtrack. Okay. This is Hidden Switches. And that was a uh, hidden switches from Spider-Man, uh, one of the many games he worked at while well, at Virgin. You know, if you wouldn't have told me that was Tommy Tallarico and that was from Spider-Man, I would have thought that was Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. It, you could definitely take the, you could <laughs> yeah, the evidence there. Clearly, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. That is inspired by Tommy Taller, or I'm sorry, by Tom Morello. Now, um, in 2002, Tommy Tallarico actually founded a gang. Okay. And by gang, I mean the Game Audio Network Guild. <laughs> uh, so they're a nonprofit, and what they do is they help recognize video game music as like as an art form. Mm-hmm. They actually they set up um, endowments and scholarships, and uh, he was re- he was actually awarded the Hollywood Arts Organization's first ever honorary Dream Award. Oh, very cool! Because uh, um, because he has, and in 2012 actually got the Lifetime Achievement Award 
the actual president said, um, um, Paul Lipson, who's the president of the foundation, goes that Tom Calarico has helped literally hundreds of people get into the video game industry and realize their dreams. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, Tom Calarico takes this, you know, everyone's like, oh, video game music, whatever. It's it's a legit art form. This is beautiful stuff. And oh, it's actually, for sure. It's, it's, you know, video game songs are just as much songs as anything else, and they, they can move you. Yeah. No, like I said, it's it's got to say he's still a humble guy and he wants to help anyone and everyone he can. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, but uh, if there ever a gang to join, that's the one. The uh, uh, Game Audio Network Guild. Yes, G A N G. The only gang endorsed by Level Down Games and BG Mania. <laughs> there you go. All right, we're gonna move on to my third pick for this episode. This game, or this song, is from a game called Treasures of the Deep. This is Bottom of the Earth. And that was Bottom of the Earth from Treasures of the Deep. And holy crap, man. That's... It's not my favorite pick that I did from this episode, because there is a track later on that is my favorite. But that is a very close second place for me. I freaking love that song. It is so good. It, it was great. It's, a, it's like an 80s action horror movie kind of thing it wasn't scary but like the kind of music you'd hear like in a build-up kind of montage thing right like i mentioned to you while we're listening to it it, to me 
for any fans of professional wrestling out there. Like, it totally sounds like it could be from, like, a 90s theme song, like, straight out of WCW with the Four Horsemen or something similar to that because it, 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 it progressed in the same way. Um, and this is kind of like a hidden gem in terms of video games. Treasures of the Deep was released for the uh, PlayStation. It was a PlayStation 1 exclusive back in 1997. Um, like I said, it, it focuses on underwater exploration in a variety of wetsuits and gradually more powerful one-man submersible like submarines. Um, and you just go around and, you know, cap o- underwater oil leaks, um, explore shipwrecks, recover crash victims take out like enemy patrols and obviously finding treasures um this was a really cool game i did play this back in the day i rented it i didn't own it but i did play it back then um you know you would go to like the bermuda triangle antarctica these different areas to to go around in and it was really really cool um but i want to talk a little bit about tommy tellerico again he is the first musician to release a video game soundtrack worldwide. Really? Yeah, and that would have been Tommy Tallarico's Greatest Hits, Volume 1, which was released under Capitol Records label. Um, since then, that was like back in the 90s, since then, he has released over 10 video game soundtrack albums. Um, let me see if I have the list here. I think I do. I do. He's released, obviously, um, Greatest Hits, Volume 1 was 94. Greatest Hits, Volume 2 was 96. Uh, MDK original game soundtrack was 97. Tomorrow Never Dies was 2000. Advent Rising was 2005. The Earthworm Jim Anthology was 2006. Um, Video Games Live Level 1 was 2008. Video Games Live Level 2 was 2010. He went back and did a original soundtrack for Treasures of the Deep, a re-release in 2014. Uh, Wild 9 in 2014. Video Games Live Level 3 in 2014. Uh, through Time and Space, Chrono Piano Album, Video Games Live in 2015, Video Games Live Level 4 in 2015, Video Games Live, The Zelda Majora's Mask Piano Album in 2016, and Video Games Live Level 5 in 2016. Um, that's a lot. Now, he said you've never actually seen him perform live? I have not. It's, it's cool how he does it. Um, he actually like asks the local area ahead of time mm-hmm. what their favorite games are, and then he chooses songs based upon the actual like regional favorites. Oh, that's really cool! I didn't know that. Is, what he does like when his concerts is he actually puts on kind of like a mini like game festival. Like there's there's video game pop ups and there's meeting races, mm-hmm. cosplay. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'm looking here. I'm actually on videogameslive.com. To look and see, there was no show in Ohio this year in 2017. I'm looking now for 2018. They have shows listed from January to April, and as of current time, none in Ohio or New York. So, um, but there, actually, there, saw, there is I, one halfway between us in in January, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. I, I saw one. I actually I saw him in 2015. Uh, I had actually went back and just the timing was great. I went back to visit family, and mm-hmm. he was there. He actually performed at Red Rocks Amphitheater, where Brian and I actually watched the Scorpions <laughs> perform live. Yeah, Scorpions, Tesla, and uh, was that it? That was it. Yeah. Was it so was yeah. So he was there, and they had like a 200 piece orchestra. It was pretty awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Um, okay. Well, what is your next pick? Well. Uh, 
after your rocking tune, I had to get something that's also pretty rocking. Okay. Which is just about everything from Tommy Tallarico. Of course. Uh, so what are you going to pick? <laughs> uh, I'm picking a, a game from a, a song from a game which is awesome in general, just with on uh, concept alone. Okay. This is called Rivet Fanfare from Ooh, Robocop this is versus one. Terminator. This is a good one. They lived only to face a new nightmare, the war against the machines. from robocop versus terminator such a rocking tune it's so good so good 
Now, uh, just a little short Tommy Tallarico fact, if you will, mm-hmm. um, about his childhood. Okay. So uh, him and his dad played Asteroids and Space Invaders together a lot. Mm-hmm. So what, what Tommy Tallarico would do is he'd actually take you know, his father's tape recorder, mm-hmm. he would go to the arcade, and he would record the music from the, the games and such that they were around. Oh, much like we used to do with uh, in the car with like our cassette players and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and he, and he would spice the tape together with background music, and then he would actually perform guitar over that and perform for the neighborhood kids. So he was doing video games live before video games live was a thing. That's insane. That's really like, cool. I like, like it's that. awesome. Like you know, it just I would have loved to have been a kid hearing that. Like how? I wonder, so I wonder what at what age did he start playing guitar? That's a good question. I know that like, um, it, it, actually I do have that here. He, he learned to play uh, guitar when he was nine. Okay, that would make sense. Uh, and uh, he used to go to his cousin Steven Tyler's concerts all the time, so that's where he really got the, the drive to become a performer. Mm-hmm. So, very cool. Tommy Tallarico is forty nine. How old is Steven Tyler? Sixty something. Um, that is a good question. I don't get the answer for as we speak. I'm just fluffing. He's sixty nine years old. Okay, so they're twenty, 20 years old. Apart. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. That's pretty cool. That is pretty yeah, cool. That's super cool. None of my none of my cousins are that cool. Mine either. I don't even know but, my I don't even know my cousins. But at least my cousins have a cool luchador older cousin that they can look up to. I mean, they're probably ashamed about it, to be honest. Never. They probably they, they probably don't even mention it anywhere. Like, who's who's your cousin? Ah, oh, just some guy. Brock Ryan, if you had a luchador cousin, you, you, if you had a luchador cousin, you mentioned to everyone, and you know it. Just some guy. He doesn't do anything special. He only, he, only, he only carries five podcasts a week. Yeah, carries. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> We're going to move on to my next pick. This is from Maximo Ghost to Glory. This track is called Icefield Area One.
And that was Icefield Area 1 from Maximo Goes to Glory. Now, for those that aren't aware, this is a spiritual successor to the Ghosts and Goblins game. It's set in the same universe, uh, but it doesn't feature the same characters or anything like that. It is still Capcom, um, it, but it does feature original character designs by Japanese illustrator Susumo Matsushita. And it was released on PlayStation 2, exclusive to PlayStation 2, in uh, 2002 here in North America, back in 2001 in Japan. Yeah, but you could definitely hear the reprise of the Ghost of oh, Goblins no, theme totally, in there. for sure, for it's, sure. It's awesome. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and this was a great game. I mean, it was, obviously, if you remember Ghosts and Goblins being extremely hard, this game was also extremely difficult. Um, and it was cool because it took place in a dynamic, fully 3D world. So, if you imagine Ghosts and Goblins in, like, a 3D setting, that's what this was. Um, okay, back to Tommy Tallarico, the man that just composed that song. Did you know that he's in the Guinness Book of World Records? Really? For what? He's in there four times, actually. Um, Back in 2008, most video game concerts performed in a year. Right. Absolutely. Also in 2008, person who has worked on the most commercially released video games. Yes, he has. And then for 2016, again, most video game concerts ever performed. And... Largest audience for a live video game concert. How big did they say? It doesn't say. Uh, but Actually, just, I, just just found, it, I but, just found it. But I just, just found last it. year. That's pretty cool. Ready for this? Ready for this number? Mm-hmm. 752,000. Dang. Where was that at? Beijing, China. Wow. Dude, that's, that's awesome. That's massive. <laughs> Can you imagine playing for three-fourths of a million people? That's unbelievable. That's awesome. That, that's a huge accomplishment. If you're saying I'm, I'm typing in world records. I'm <laughs> that, wow. that is super impressive. Very cool. Congratulations to him. That's really cool. That's crazy. I've been to shows where there's been like 10 of us. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Some of them yeah. dive bar shows. <laughs> so you just got to add on 700 and 490,000 more to get there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. What do you got coming up for us next? Um, so as you know me, I love me a good horror game. I love me a good puzzle game. Yes, you do. All right. And this track is actually called Puzzles from the classic PC game, The Seventh Guest.
Thomas Puzzles from the Seventh Guest. Uh, I absolutely adored this game when it came out. Uh, I, I, I back in the day I was PC exclusive. Yes. For the most part. Yes. Yeah. And this game frightened the hell out of me. Um, I, I love solving puzzles, and this is that's all this game is. The music throughout the entire game, of course, is awesome. Um, very actually, it's not, it's not too many songs. I think there's maybe ten songs, if that, on the whole soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like th- this is the yeah, best it's one. It's actually really short. I mean, you're right. I was looking at it when I was get, compiling the tracks for this episode. It is very small. Yeah, um, but the game itself it's not really long, so no. Um, so. Tommy Tallarico, what does he done other than music? Well, he used to actually be on a TV show I used to watch. He collects balsamic vinegar. That too. Uh, so in 94, uh, um, him and Victor Lucas actually did the Electronics Playground uh, TV show. Is that still on TV? Oh, like, is this still on? I'm not sure. I remember I that show. Actually, I'm pretty sure it ended a couple years ago, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. I'll look. 20, I'll, I'll 20, look as you talk about it. I, I live 2015, but don't quote me just yet. I'll look. Um, so what they did was... Um, Tommy Tallarico was the the wacky, lovable person, and uh, Victor Lucas was the straight man. And they went it went on for a few, went on for years, um, and then in, they actually had a spinoff show called Reviews on the Run. Mm-hmm. Um, in the U.S., they called that Judgment Day. It was four. Oh, okay, very cool, very cool. Um, which I wish was still a channel, but. Um, he my, left the show. My, my favorite show on G4 had to be next play with Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb. Absolutely. Yeah. Like she doesn't still do much in the industry anymore. I mean, she's here every now and then uh, Adam Sessler is still around. Uh, I still like listening to him whenever he's on a podcast or something. I, I still like him. Um, they actually reunited for a few years in a row to co-host the uh, Bethesda E3 press conference. Nice. I think they did that at 2015 and 2016. But um, because Bethesda moved away from the live show this past year and did that kind of like half live, half video presentation, yeah. they didn't have them there. But no, continue, continue. Sorry. So uh, he actually, um, so he left the show in 2006, uh, not for any bad reason, just the fact that that's when video games live started. So. Mm-hmm. He he left and uh, he was, his spot was taken over by uh, Scott Jones. I'm pretty sure the show ended in 2015. I think you just looked it up, but uh, I'm looking at it now. I haven't. But it is I it, definitively it given long, you an answer yet. It, it is the longest running video game television show in history, though. Okay. Because it went on for uh, almost 20 years. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. The reason I didn't give you an answer is because I, I I had to keep looking and I wasn't sure. Um, so. As a TV show, the Electric Playground, which eventually became known as EP Daily, ended in 2015, like you said. However, the Electric Playground Network exists on YouTube, and they still create shows to this day. There you go. Then it's still the longest running. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. That's yeah. awesome. So I'm, I'm glad it's still going. They have 30,000 subscribers on YouTube right now, which, in the grand scheme of things, that's not a lot, but that's more than we have. Um <laughs> But yeah, they they upload multiple videos a day actually, um, and they still have they still have reviews on the run as a show. They still have uh, the rundown, which it looks like their news show. Um, I'm surprised you're not subscribed to this. I'm actually doing it as we speak because um, I remember I used to watch uh, Judgment Day. They have some, Vic's basement. I'm assuming that's uh, Victor. <laughs> yeah. Well. There's a new sub for Mel Caro. Yeah, very cool. I actually just subbed the uh, the main account to it as well. So, very cool. Awesome. 
We're going to move on to my next pick for this episode. This is from a game called Advent Rising. The track is Poeta. And that was Poeta from Advent Rising. I love that one. That's probably my favorite one from that game. Um, I think it's the second best track from that whole game. It was it was a pretty good song, though. I don't know. I think I think it's I think it's probably the best one. I guess uh, I, this, I guess the fans could be the judge later on. 
Well, let them judge. Uh, I mean, mine's so good, we're actually going to close the show out with it, but uh, we'll see. But you uh, you actually have some, some info on who's actually performing that. Yeah, this was actually performed by the uh, world-renowned Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Very cool. Uh, in fact, uh, this song won the best original score from IGN. Because the, song, the song or the game? The game, I'm sorry. I was I like, if, 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 if the song won it, then we're clearly saying it's the best. Oh. <laughs> uh. um, okay, well, I've got a fact here. Um, about Tommy Tallarico. Uh, someone asked him once what inspired him to get into video game music. And uh, here's the response that he gave. My two greatest loves and passions growing up were always video games and music, but I never really thought to ever put the two together until I moved out to California from Massachusetts when I was 21. I just got in my car and drove out west. This is kind of piggybacking off something you talked about a little bit earlier. Okay. Uh, left my parents crying on the doorstep. I didn't have a job, money, I had no friends, no place to stay, nothing. I was homeless and sleeping under the pier at Huntington Beach. I just drove to California, and the first day I got there, I drove to Orange County because the only thing I really knew out there was Disneyland. When I got there, I picked up a newspaper and saw a job for selling keyboards at Guitar Center. I went down there, and they hired me, and I started the following day. On my first day at the new job, the first person who walked in the store happened to be a producer at a video game company called Virgin. As you mentioned earlier, I was wearing a TurboGrafx-16 shirt, a video game t-shirt, which back then, 24 years ago, no one had video game t-shirts. He saw my shirt and he asked me if I wanted a job testing games. I was like, heck yeah, I was in California for three days and I was in the video game industry. Back then, there was no such thing as a video game composer. You had to be a programmer to do music, and I didn't really know too much about programming. I was hired as a games tester, and I would literally bug the vice president of the company every day, saying, whenever you need music, just let me know. I'll learn how to do it and do it for free, and if you don't like it, you don't have to use it. So about three or four months later, one of the first games that I was actually a producer and a tester on was the original Prince of Persia on the Game Boy. I asked him to do the music, and he let me. They liked what they heard and made me the full-time music guy after that. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, pretty freaking cool. I, I, I kind of was just researching what you talked about earlier, and then I found this whole thing about like what inspired him. So I wanted to kind of go a little bit further into like the very first thing that he did when he got hired at Virgin, which that's, was Prince of Persia. That's amazing. Yeah. Just literally out of the blue. Obviously, we already knew because you talked about it earlier when he was hired working at Guitar Center. But uh, yeah, man, just to like ask the um, you know the studio head, hey, just let me make some music for it. If you don't like it, you don't have to use it. I don't care. And then for them to fall in love with it and then make him the full time guy after that, that's pretty freaking cool. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely amazing. I, I, the, the universe had it to make to, to, to bring Tommy Tallarico to us. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, what's your next pick? All right, for my next pick, you, you haven't really gotten a true El Caro pick yet. There's okay. got to be one every episode. But there has to be one every episode. Mm -hmm. And this is from a game that is pretty much a giant commercial. This is Rave Dance Tune from the 7-Up Inspired Cool Spot.
and that was Rave Dance Tune from the 7-Up game Cool Spot. Um, it was a, definitely a giant commercial for 7-Up. Um, yeah, make 7-Up yours. <laughs> I own this game, uh, loved it. I don't even think I paid for it. I think this game was free. Was I, think I, got, I, think, I think I got it as a promotional item. Um, there's a good chance. Uh, because my my family owned restaurants, and I do believe that if we, we got it from like the Coke distributor, mm-hmm. or or the Seven Up, I don't from the Pepsi distributor. I apologize. Um, I, I think they gave the game to me for free, and it was it was great. Um, but back to Tommy Tallarico. So um, t- Tommy finally hit it big. Uh, he bought a house in San Juan Capistrano. Mm-hmm. Uh, and LA Times uh, did a tour of his house, and it, it literally, in quote, this is a quote directly from the LA Times. It says, it looks, as a, it looks like the home of a 12-year-old with a huge bank account went wild. He has giant life-size statues of Indiana Jones, Star Wars <laughs> characters, uh, Merlin. He has velociraptors uh, from, from Jurassic Park. Uh, I sent Brian a video just so we can kind of get a little glimpse of what I'm talking about. He has a whole giant room devoted to a certain superhero. I, I wonder which one. Yeah. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, of course. <laughs> um, it just, it, it looks like the giant nerd cape, something just, it, it's, it's amazing. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not just somebody who makes video game music. He's a video game fan. And, you know, it's, it's the house I would, ha- I would have if I had millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, I could totally see you doing something like this. One hundred percent. You know, GG Ford did a good video on it. If you ever want to search up on uh, YouTube, just do Tommy Tallarico House Tour. You'll find it. It's great. So good. I would like to walk through that house. Just spend hours there, just looking around. It'd be I, cool. I, it'd, be, it'd be awesome. And Tommy, if you, if you want to invite us, you know, I'll I'll cook. I'm, I make a pretty good pizza. Yeah. Did you know that he's one hundred percent Italian? With the last name like Tallarico? Probably is. <laughs> I'll make you a vegan pizza that'll knock your socks off. <laughs> and your, your garlic knots are pretty good, too. Thank you. Thank you. Those, aren't, those aren't vegan friendly, but I can find a way. No, no. But 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 I've had them before, and they're delicious. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, all right. We're going to move on to my next pick. I've got two tracks left for today's episode. This one is from a game called MDK. We're going with New Territories.
And that was New Territories from a game called MDK. Now, are you familiar with this game? Not at all. Okay. This came out on PC back in 1997. It is a third-person shooter developed by the same team that did Earthworm Jim. Okay. Um, it was actually pretty good, man. You basically played as this character. I think his name was Kurt. He is a janitor who is attempting to save Earth from an alien invasion of gigantic proportions. Like, they, these aliens are huge, man. So, um, basically just your traditional third-person shooter dealing with aliens. I mean, there was nothing... In, in today's terms, there's nothing really special about the story that was being told. But back then, it was pretty freaking cool. I'm not going to lie. I played this game when it came out. I actually really, really liked it. Um, and obviously, the soundtrack is really well done as well. Um, not so much rocking as we've been hearing for the rest of this uh, episode, but more, uh, what do I want to say, cinematic, so to speak. Okay. Uh, it ha- it, the, the soundtrack has that feel to it. But I want to talk more about the man behind the music. Mr. Tommy Tallarico, when asked what his favorite video game is of all time and what his favorite video game soundtrack is, what would you think he would say? Hmm. Doom. Let's see. I don't know if it's in here or not. I didn't read ahead. So, in his opinion, the greatest game of all time is Super Mario World on the SNES. It's a good game to pick. It's a great game. Good game to pick. And, in his opinion, the greatest video game soundtrack of all time is Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, so he's one of those fans. Yes. Uh, it, he did list off some more games, though. He said notable great games, Shadow of the Colossus, Red Dead Redemption, Metal Gear Solid, Grand Theft Auto, Eco, and Sonic the Hedgehog. I told you, he's a, real, he's a real video game fan. Yeah. Other game soundtracks that he's a fan of, he listed off the Mario series, World of Warcraft, he has my heart, <laughs> Skyrim, Castlevania series, Chrono Trigger, The Legend of Zelda series, Halo, and Destiny. I like it very humble. He didn't pick anything of his, of his own. Nope. Nope. Very cool. Um... Yeah, he didn't pick a single thing that uh, that he's done to work on, <laughs> which is kind of cool. But I love that he's a fan of Warcraft. Not gonna lie, not gonna lie. But uh, I think I think somebody would start looking for a new rating, buddy. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe he'll wanna maybe he'll wanna throw down on some some stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, what is your next pick? Well, for my penultimate pick, I'm picking a game that I sunk a lot of time into, a lot of quarters. This is the boss theme from Time Crisis.
And that was the boss theme from Time Crisis. It's a good one. I, like I said, I played the hell out of this game. Um, very simple kind of song here. It's, very, it's a very catchy beat. Um, it actually kind of harkens to my Tommy Tallarico fact. Um, when he first started, he was working on cartridge-based games. Mm-hmm. So back then, he had, he had, his focus was making these catchy short mini loops um, that could be played oh, you know, just repeatedly because back then, there wasn't much room for the music on a game cartridge. Right. Tommy Tallarico is one of the major reasons why we have rocking epic soundtracks now because he actually lobbied for more space to be devoted to the audio. He's also the, one of the first people to actually bring in real sampled sounds of instruments to video games. Right. So if it weren't for Tommy Tallarico's contributions, we'd still be stuck with the uh, pretty much the 16, 18-bit era of music. We have games because all they cared about was the game. They didn't care about the music. That's why even the color palettes weren't important to them. It was all just the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I'm, gl- I'm glad that, you know, like I said, the man whose passion for music revolutionized the genre as we know it now. Yeah. I definitely... I wonder what it would be like if we still had, like, 16-bit soundtracks and games to this day. I, I, I say that. Obviously, they would have eventually gotten further. You know, no, they, they, would, they would have had to because technology always changes, but... But it would have lasted a lot longer. I, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that it probably would have gone through partially into the N64 era. I don't think that would have been a bad thing. What did uh, Maybe I, I like the fact that, you know, by the time we got to N64, we were having like full soundtracks the PS1 full soundtracks mm-hmm. you know um, I mean these older games have full soundtracks but they don't have fully orchestrated soundtracks with real music like real instruments this is amazing it's awesome I agree I found a little uh... nah I'll save it I'll save it I'll save it for next I'll save it for next okay alright <laughs> you're gonna like this one though alright I guess it's time for my next well, my last pick for this episode. This is my favorite track of Tommy Tallarico's, I think. We're going back to the Terminator game on the Sega CD. The track is Future Shock.
And that was Future Shock from Terminator. I love that one. Definitely, it's so hair metal. Like, it's just so us. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you hear influence of lots, lots of popular hair metal songs in there. Yeah, you can definitely hear some Skid Row, um, among other things. Kind of Rat here and there a little bit, too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, I love this one. And like I said, the entire Terminator soundtrack from the Sega CD is epic beyond belief. Uh, we are going to do a bonus episode on that, so keep an eye out for it sometime over the next several days or a week or so. We're, we're going to get it recorded here soon, um, so that way it can go up shortly after this does. Probably not right after, but shortly thereafter we'll, we'll get that up, because I do want to have an episode dedicated to that soundtrack. Like I said, there, I believe there's nine tracks. I've already played one, so we'll have eight more for it. The rest of the soundtrack is just as good as that track. I mean, it's it's yeah, also it's, good. It's hard, it's it's hard to pick one good. track from that. It's also good. Um, okay, but for my last Tommy Tallarico fact, I was able to find a little tidbit on a website um, because I just was kind of looking around for information on him, and I found something on an Advent Rising fan site because I know where you're going next with your last track. Okay. So I have here his favorite tracks from the game. Oh, God. <laughs> I, only have, I only have his first one. They, on, they only have listed here uh, his favorite two tracks because I guess um, I'm not sure where this is from. It says here that his favorite track on the soundtrack is a track called Muse, which I do remember. It is really good. His second favorite track happens to be Poeta, which I played earlier. He's a little biased, and he's wrong. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, we know that because you said you were going to be playing something from Advent Rising, we know your last track's from Advent Rising. I just wanted to let you know, it's not one of his favorite two tracks from the game. I'll be playing this one on Muse, so I'm kidding. I'm not picking <laughs> <laughs> I guess i got to go download that one real quick. <laughs> uh, um, I actually have a little Tommy Tyler Rico fact. It's not, not a major one, sure. but it's we, it, him and I were cut from the same cloth right here. So yeah, 100% Italian. 100% Italian. And much like me, and tag team wrestling being the worst game of all time, he actually has a he has a worst game of all time as well. Okay. And for him, and I agree, this game sucks. It's High Heat Baseball 2003. Ooh. Now, I don't know if you ever played High Heat Baseball 2003. I haven't, but I know of it. It is so bad. It's pretty it is, bad. It's abysmal, and he laughs to this day because he gives it a zero. <laughs> but Vic. When they were doing electronic playground, when they do, he gave it a four point up out of five. He's like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, just like Brian says that tag team wrestling is a good game. Um, it fixes that high heat baseball two thousand three is a good game. I tell you, man, tag team wrestling is going to be one of our good games in an episode of Good Game Bad Game on Max Level. It'll be the last episode of Max Level. <laughs> yeah. But uh, to close us out. What is, in my opinion, and hopefully yours as well, and let us know. Leave us a review. Let us know. It's not Tommy's opinion, though. It's not Tommy's opinion. Once again, he's biased. <laughs> this is from Advent Rising. The track is called Greater Lights. Uh, before we go, Brian, want to go ahead and uh, take us out? I will. Thank you all so much for joining us on this episode of BG Mania. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, BG Mania is posted on iTunes and Google Play every Wednesday. If you have any ideas or requests for future episodes, please reach out to us on Twitter at OriginalLDG or our main outlet, LevelDownGames.com. We are on Twitter. I can be found at Brian underscore LDG. Al Francaro is at Al Francaro. We're also on Instagram. I'm at Brian.LDG. Al Francaro is at Al Francaro. 
We can also be found on Facebook for general posts and information and twitch.tv slash leveldowngames for all of our live streams. Please be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube to stay up to date on all things Level Down Games. And for future episodes of BG Mania, Max Level, which is our video game podcast every Monday, Game Oracles, our video game trailer show every Tuesday, The Gorgeous Lads of Wrestling, our professional wrestling podcast every Wednesday. No, sorry, Thursday. I think I did that last time, too. I said Wednesday. And our top 10 series every Friday. You'll also get our latest video reviews, unboxings, reaction videos, let's plays, and so much more. Remember to leave us a rating and a review if you haven't already done so. For a sneak peek at next week's episode, we are going to be doing and focusing on the entire Medal of Honor series, which had some great soundtracks. So keep an eye out for that. To take us out of this episode once again, this is Greater Lights from Advent Rising. Thanks again for joining us this morning, and we will see you guys next week. Bye, guys.